Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Episode 136 Cool Button Hockey Podcast is underway, and it's a busy time here in the second round. So let's cut to the chase. Second period trouble for Toronto against Florida. And what's now most realistic? Splits, game five at home, and pray that there's a game six in Florida. What's the realism? Craig, you're a realist. I'm a realist. Where are we on the realism of the plan now? moving forward for Toronto. Well, how many times do we hear, oh, we can only take it one game at a time. We can only take it one minute at a time. There's only one game that matters for the Leafs and they have to win it. That's game three. They're like, you know what? Then you can start talking about a split. No, no. You're like, a split. you have to win game three. You have to win game three down in Florida. And, you know, you, I mean, we just saw in the last round where the New Jersey Devils lost their first two games at home and then they went into MSG and played really well. The issue for me watching the Toronto Maple Leafs play is twofold. Number one, uh, they haven't put together a 60-minute game. And, you know, if you don't put together a 60-minute game, you're, you're, you're going to have a tough time, uh, you know, really establishing your control of the game. It's like, yeah, you can look at it and say they made some mistakes. Well, guess what? Yeah, you made some mistakes. So did, so did Florida make some mistakes. <laughs> but their game was more complete than your game. And to me, that's a – and, and, and then the, the, then the second thing, I, I do not know, Steve, when you watch a goaltender like Bobrovsky, okay, so the last five games, we know what his record is. Numbers are great on the road, four wins on the road. When you watch him early in that game and you see him fighting the puck, rebounds, pucks squirting through him, and, and then you get a 2 nothing lead, you talk about putting it in cruise control. Like, the Toronto Maple Leafs, like for 20 minutes of the second period and 10 minutes of the first period – that's 30 minutes of a game. Put it in cruise control. And then they want to tell you after the game, yeah, we made mistakes. You know what your mistake was? Not realizing you had a vulnerable opponent that you could have taken right to the map and beat up pretty good. So well, tell me about the lessons they've learned. Oh, yeah. they haven't learned any lessons. They, they are still a team that does not know how to win, regardless of winning the first round against Tampa. They weren't the better team against Tampa. They were better against Tampa last year. The real truth is, they had a six-on-five goal. Then they won a game in overtime and another game in overtime. And that's great. You get credit for winning games in overtime. But they've now played eight games in the playoffs and played one complete game. And, Craig, I'm with you. In the hockey basement last night, I said, this is the meal. The power play at 2 nothing. This is the game right here. 
Three nothing. This will do it. No killer instinct. No. And then when you are a team that doesn't know how to win, you make yourself vulnerable because of their fragility. They're fragile. A 2-1 goal. That's fine. Then they get to the second period and do things that winning teams don't do. Partly Florida's forecheck, but then your best players have the puck on their stick. Not the new guys, Lafferty and Zach Aston Reese and those guys. Zach Aston Reese didn't play. Not the new guys. Your best players have the puck on their stick. Nylander falls down. Marner gets cute. Matthews gets cute. And then they want to blame Samsonov. He is the least of their concerns. They're one and four at home. They play one of eight games and in a way are lucky that they still could have won one of the two in the series. So now we'll really see what this administration is made of. And the realism of coming back isn't good. You know, New Jersey just did it. So two teams are going to lose two at home. I don't like the math. But like you said, just win a game on Sunday and then see where you're at. That's the truth. And the other part is Bob in the last two games, even though he was vulnerable, even though another power play goal could have clinched or cinched a, a win, is playing like the Bob who played in Columbus, who won business, and who got the contract. That's scary. Having said that, I don't think he can do that for four straight. Can he do it for two of the next five? He probably can. So now you're up against it. Now you're up against it. So that's what you see. And from Toronto's point of view, they're playing a really good team. And Boston found out. And it's house money. And I think the Florida Panthers have been very good since the tirade and the Kachuk speech on a Toronto radio station. You know, they've earned and deserved everything they've done in the last five games. I, I am having a, a massive flashback, and, and I've talked about this a number of times over the last little while. Massive flashback, Mr. Coolius. 1994 Stanley Cup playoffs. We dusted the St. Louis Blues in four straight, and the Vancouver Canucks went to seven games, double overtime versus the Calgary Flames. Pavel Bure with a brilliant overtime winner. And we're sitting in Dallas, sitting there, oh, boy, did we got this. You know, they just beat Calgary. The Vancouver Canucks made mincemeat out of us. The fact that we got one win in that series, I, I, that was the 2-3-2 two, two format. I'm convinced that Vancouver lost the game just so they could get an extra home date because we were literally no threat to lose it. I mean, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable how you go four straight and quickly you get a dose of reality. I felt the same thing that Toronto had to be leery of with Florida beating Boston and coming in Overtime game seven, coming into Toronto, everything that they had done, you know, they had they had slayed the dragon and, and the Toronto Maple Leafs had, you know, they had exercised the demon. Okay, great. Now you're down to nothing. And it, it, it feels so eerily similar because the Vancouver, it, it doesn't matter anymore what your regular season record is. It doesn't matter that you struggled down the stretch and then you have to get going to make the playoffs. The team they're playing right now is a really good team. It's a really good team. And you better recognize that first and foremost. And if you're going to play 30 minutes, if you're going to take 30 minutes and put it in cruise control in this league, you're not going to win. Not very many games. And if you do win, it's going to be by good fortune. They got a lot of gamers, right? Sam Bennett, you know all about him. Reinhardt's on the third line. Kachuk's with Bennett. Then you got Barkov. Verhage has been found money ever since he came to Florida. Brent... 
Brandon Montour has been an unbelievable zero goals in 37 playoff games until this series. And really the last two years, he's, he's, he's elevated his game to uh, not elite status, but very special status. Like they've got that guy to go with Ekblad. Gudis, you better know where Gudis is when you're on the ice and now Bob doing his thing. So it's a very good team. The Panthers are probably going to win. And who are they going to play, Craig? Do you believe in Carolina spreading out offense? They get two goals from defensemen again. Seth Jarvis, Rod Brindamore just doing his thing. The Devils, I think, weren't ready for the checking of the Canes. Will they adjust going into game two and beyond? Okay, so we talk about the Canes, right? And, you know, no Svechnikov, no Pacioretty, no Teravine. And we go, geez, we like the Canes. We really like the Canes. We love the way they play. And then we go, yeah, you know what? First round, they said, oh, they're vulnerable. I picked the Islanders. You know, now they come in. We watch with – well, here's what the Devils have. They have a team that's as fast as them. They have a team that's as fast as them. And, and they have a team that's relentless. And, and, and Carolina has an excellent defense and, and everything that goes with it. Uh, I love the Devils. You know I love the Devils. I've loved the Devils all year long. I like what they're doing. I have not given enough due to the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, it's time that they get my due. And the way they play, with, with every single shift, it, it, it is so incredibly – energetic it's so incredibly purposeful and, and not it, it, sometimes it's not as productive as you'd like but you, like it's 60 minutes of like they're coming after you and and they are not going to let you breathe you know you you you, you they, they give you so little room you can't even change your mind let alone change your path <laughs> I, 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 so I, I have to give rod brindamore to carolina again I, 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 you know what? I liked them. I thought that overcoming those injuries would be uh, a, a tall task. They've shown me. No, no, that's a team. That's a team. And I, I like how efforts is not negotiable, right? Like they frustrated Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. Like it was frustrating. And they're like spokes in a wheel. They're they're all better together. And Lindy Ruff will make adjustments. You know, I just guessed when we make predictions that the losses of those three forwards would eventually catch up in a seven-game series. So I'm not going to change that. I've always been, I've been talked into believing that the Canes couldn't get it done. And after game one, I said, okay, they did it. And they had the rest and they have the defense. So I'm going to stick to the devil's skill. We'll beat the Canes' will in a seven-game series. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And you talk about checking. There's other teams who have star players who could learn from the checking. We could name some players on the team we just talked about that's losing, that could learn about 60 minutes. And it doesn't all have to be execution. 60 minutes of skating, 60 minutes of checking, 60 minutes of thinking, and 60 minutes of working. With Rod Brindamore, not working for 60 minutes is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. And you wonder if Rod got certain players, whether they'd be better under Rod, or if Rod said, I don't want a player that's only in it for 37 and a half minutes, loses focus, doesn't think that's my back check. I'm tired on a shift, so I'll just stand in front of the net as opposed to taking a stick. So th this is what makes this series intriguing to me. And we talk about giving out awards. And you know the awards I like? 
the ones you don't vote on. Who wins a series? You don't vote on that, Craig. You don't vote on it. You compete. You play. I get they can't execute like Central Red Army. But you know what? They're getting contributions from everyone up and down. Sometimes you only need to score one goal in a series. Maybe Kotkaniemi only scores one goal in a series. Maybe Jordan Martinuk just gets one goal. Maybe Brady Shea just gets one goal. But if enough guys go one for four in a baseball game and bat 250, if nine guys do it, Craig, that's nine hits. If enough guys do it, that might be enough. I'm impressed like you. Yeah, and 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 a good point you make too. It's you you, you can't be knee jerked after one game, and certainly the Devils are a good team, but there's no way. And Rod Brindamore's. I mean, when you think about Rod the player, now you think about Rod the coach and the way his team plays. I mean, you talk about in the mold of the player. <laughs> Rod, massive attention to detail. Massive. I mean, you, you could probably look back at Rod Brindamore every single shift in his career and ask yourself, did he, did, was there a shift where he didn't give you everything he had? I, I, I bet you the answer would be no, because Rod's not wired that way. And that's how his team plays. I love it. I love the way they play. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 97 and 29. <laughs> if, if the... If the or, where's 93? Where's 90? Are you... Can I get something from someone else? Like from someone else. Craig, if they don't get something from someone else, don't just blame Skinner. Even though, you know, we love him the regular season. We have him as a Calder winner, all that stuff. And it's easy to just blame the goalie. Blame Samson up. No, blame Skinner. No, what's Darnell Nurse doing? Like the, we have coaches on that said, Steve, they make the same mistakes at 25 and 30 that they did at 5 and 10 and 15. They just do it at a higher level. I, I, I look at this and I go, if nothing, if no one else contributes, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And the road for so many teams is there. It was there for Toronto. Now it's there for Florida, Carolina, New Jersey, 
Vegas can see the road. Dallas can see the road. The road's there. I need something from somebody else, Craig. So do you keep them together and hope? Or do you separate them like the song says and then spot them together when it works? What would you do? Watching game one, I, I, I thought the Vegas Gold Knights had their hands absolutely filled trying to handle uh, 97, 29, and, and 18. I, 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 like, I, I don't think they could handle them. I don't think they could handle them. So if I'm, I'm Jay Woodcroft, right? Like, and, and, and this is my philosophy on it, right? I'm going to break up a line that my, my opponent's having a tough time handling. Right, that have they have to zero in big time to try to stop that line, right? And I'm going to break that line up to try to help other guys. No, I'm going right in and saying, "Hey, Mr. Vander Kane, Mr. Ryan Nugent Hawkins, Mr. Taylor, yeah, we need a hell of a lot more from you. What you gave us in Game One was nothing. Was absolute. They had nothing, like nothing. They, they, you you talked. Seinfeld was a show about nothing." RNH, Vander Kane, Kyler Yamamoto, game one was about nothing. I am sitting down with them and saying, not good enough. Like, this is the, and you better help yourself because we need you to help our team. That's as simple as I would put it. I ain't breaking up 18, 29, and 97. I'm not doing it. They're too good. Those other guys got to pick themselves up and pull themselves up by the bootstraps and get going. It was. They should be embarrassed by their first game. Embarrassed. Well said, Craig. Well said. I'm gonna steal that for today's show because I. You take it. I'm. I'm angry about. Yeah, because on the other side, they're deep. Barbashev, what a pickup! It's not the Jack Eichel show. It's more the Mark Stone show. And they got gamers, and they got a defense. And you know about Martinez and Petrangelo and McNabb with Theodore and the depth on defense. They only need Laurent Brossois. To be what Darcy Kemper was last year, 902. Anti Niemi. Remember Anti Niemi? That's all they need. That's how good Vegas. And if I'm Vegas, I'm smelling it. You've been on teams where you said you thought you smelt it. Uh oh. But the odor was coming internally. And then you've smelt it and went, the cup is there for the taking. We can take. Like Vegas is saying, uh huh. Like I'm at breakfast. If I'm Alex Petrangelo and I look at Mark Stone, I've won. I just go like this. We know, we know it's not over. We know we got to do the special things. You know, this is what the Oilers power play doing magic. Like, think about this. The Oilers power play could be finishing round two at 55% and they're out. Like, think about that for a moment. As a, as a, if I'm Vegas, I'm going, oh my, we can actually give them two goals a game on the power play and still win. Wow. And I see Mark Stone and I think Jack, I go, get out of my way. Get out of my way. Mark Stone. To go with all, remember when he came back and people said, oh, why'd he come back? Came back too early. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. That was his, uh, that was his pregame warmup. And then Vegas has done their thing. So I can't wait for game two. And you know what the playoffs are about? There's a lot of cliches and things. You know what it is? It's execution. You either execute or the losers get executed. It's about execute. I expect effort. I expect hockey sense. I, those are not negotiable to me, but then the execution. Who is executing? Vegas did, and the guys that you just called the embarrassing, they did not. That must change, Mr. Button, game two. Well, you talk about execution, right? And I love your term there. Like either it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a game of execution. Either you executed 
and therefore you won, or you didn't execute and you got executed, <laughs> like you're out, right? Chandler Stevenson's won a Stanley Cup, Petrangelo's won a Stanley Cup, Barbershev has won a Stanley Cup. And you watch how, how they play, and, and, and they play with detail. You know, Petrangelo took that penalty at the end of the second period, ill-advised. And, yeah. But, you, you, you know, Darnell Nurse, like, what is Darnell Nurse doing? Like, what is Darnell doing? What is Vincent DeHarnay doing? What is Brett Kulak? Does Brett Kulak think he's playing in the pre-04-05 league where you could run interference? Like, no. That, 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 that's a terrible play. They scored on the power play. And then Clint Costin, that ended up being the winning goal, I'm just going to throw it in the middle. I'm going to throw it right in the middle. The Vegas Golden Knights don't beat themselves. They are detailed. They're smart. They execute. They're competitive. The, the, the Edmonton Oilers not only beat themselves with the four examples I just used, and then you're getting nothing from too many players. It's like, oh, boy. To think that it was a 5-4 game, a 5-4 game, and, and, and the mistakes they made, we know, and I know Jay Woodcroft said it. He said, I haven't seen our team do that in two months. Okay. Well, you're going to get a chance Saturday night <laughs> to, to, to show us what team you are. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a fantastic season. I, I think Evander Kane has had one of those up and down, in and out, obviously because of the injuries and everything. But we know that when those two guys are playing, it it, it, it becomes even more of a challenge to handle 29 and 97. It becomes more of a challenge to handle 29 and 97. So you help, you, you, we need you to help our team. And it starts with you being the best versions of yourselves. And they weren't. They weren't even close. Can't wait for game two. Can't wait for game three. Hard to believe, but two teams had two four-goal scores in a game and lost each. At least on the Dallas side, they bounced back and Pavelski scored again. I just assume when Pavelski returned, he'd go back <laughs> up to his normal spot. But this is coaching. Instead, he goes with Max Domi and Mason Marchman. My you know, definition is that's the third line, but I guess it's the second line. Then I've got Wyatt Johnston, who I love, who's just about to turn 20, like, oh, and you knew about White Johnson, what he did in the OHL. He's playing with Jamie Benn and Evgeny Dadnov. Then you've got your top. That, that group of nine with Pavelski on the second line, Sagan doing his thing, I guess I wouldn't touch it. I guess it is good coaching, and Peter DeBoer knows what he's doing. Like, I like Dallas. You know, we knew Ottinger would bounce back. Um, they've got an underrated defense. I was a little worried in game number one, but there's Joe doing his thing. You talk about a road. I keep this top nine the way it is right now. And I think Dallas can see the road as we think Vegas can. Nothing's over, Craig. I'm not saying that. Seattle's overachieved and done some great things. But I, I look at teams and, and, and depth, right? If this guy's not producing, then I got this guy and this guy. Like if Jason Robertson has to run away with anything in this series. What happens when he gets going? I look at Dallas. I love this slotting. I love the slotting, Craig, of their top nine. Do you? Yes, I do. You know, I'm watching the first two games, Seattle and Dallas, and I had a flashback. I've, I've had lots of flashbacks in these playoffs. I talked I'm about worried 19. about your flashbacks. <laughs> 19. Yeah, I don't know. Steve, this is this is weird. So we're, we're going to have a little bit of a, of, of a person. Like, I, I know we all dream. I, I don't remember dreams. Like, I don't remember any, like, I mean, I, you're always in, in some type of dream wherever you are. I, 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 I don't remember the last time I, I, I had a dream. Like, I, I, don't, I don't recall dreams. So now I have to rely on flashback. <laughs> I'm not having these, any types of wild dreams where, 
you know, like they say, I, I don't, I, I, I don't ever recall in, in a long, long time going, oh yeah, I had this dream. I hear people talk about having a dream. I so maybe, anyway, maybe I'm just in deep sleep and I do sleep well. I'm not, you do. You're a great sleeper. You're a great sleeper. I, I, I am. And, uh, you know, my wife doesn't uh, always uh, uh, admire my sleep because she might be tossing and turning and I'm there sleeping and she's reading the book. But anyway, I digress. I've had a bunch of flashbacks. My flashback now to the Dallas-Seattle series is back to the Dallas-Calgary series last year. And I think that Seattle is playing the part of the Dallas Stars last year, and the Dallas Stars are this year's Calgary Flames. You know, Philip Grubauer is playing great. And Jake Ottinger played great last year. And, and that game seven, Johnny Goudreau wins it for the Flames. But how the Dallas Stars played Calgary hard and fast and in their face. That's how the Seattle Kraken are playing. So I think for the Dallas Stars, and, and it's a new coach, so, so that changes things a little bit in terms of the slotting. But I think for the Dallas Stars, taking that experience of, of, of what Calgary did, we gave you everything we got, and we're just staying with our game. We're going to stay, and we're going to play, and we're going to play, and we're going to play. And, and that's, that's what I see right now in Dallas. And you talk about the top nine, right? And you talk about that blue line. You talk about Ottinger. And, you know, I, I, I still don't know what happened with Jacob Markstrom after that series because as good as Ottinger was, and he was brilliant, Jacob Markstrom was excellent too in that series versus Dallas. So that's the, that's the flashback I have. And I think, you know, Tyler Sagan is playing really well. Obviously, uh, the, the Jamie Benesance has been phenomenal. Wyatt Johnson, you know, hints. At, like, I mean, you start to look at that group. What, what an addition. Two, two great additions, Max Domi and Evgeny Dadunov. Like, all the, all the, they didn't need those guys to come in and be frontline guys. They just needed to add those guys to give them a little bit more offensive depth. And how many times, Steve, do we go, oh, the big – like Patrick Kane, big sexy name. They went nowhere. <laughs> and it's not because Patrick Kane isn't a good player. It's because he wasn't the right player for what the New York Rangers needed. Max Domi's been excellent. Max Domi was good last year for the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs as well. Yep, yep. The Domi, Dadnov slotting two other lines has has been. If magic's too strong a word, then super strong slotting is is what it is. Like super <laughs> super slider snow skates, kids. That's it, it's perfect. And and Dallas is in a very good position. As are we here checking our boxes. That's. The second round and, and, and all the all the teams. You mentioned a place that we wanted to go to. We want to end with Boston, the future, where they go from here, but the Rangers. What about this? And a guy you know very well, Chris Drury. Apparently there was an argument. Drury and Gerard Galan after game four. Who doesn't argue coach and general manager? And then they brought in Kane. They already had a George in Tarasenko. Did they get pressured into saying Kane wants to come? Oh, is that our guy? We 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 need a we need an Andrew Kopp. Do we need an Andrew? Do we need another Tarasenko? And, and they did, and they were old and slow. After the first two games, we didn't think so. But as the series went along, the Rangers weren't there. So now Tarasenko UFA, Kane UFA, the Gallant situation. Rangers are a sexy topic. Where do the Rangers go from here, Craig? Do you bring any of those guys back? And are any of the kids ever going to really be counted on? Hedl, Capocacco, Alexi Lafreniere, you know, seven games, no points, Craig. You gave me seven games in 15 minutes a night. I'd get you something off my butt and in. I'd, get, I'd give you something. Rob Brindamore would get something maybe out of him, but where are you on the Rangers 
and their demise this year? So I'm going to go three places. I'm going to start first with, with Chris Drury. We talked about last year, the additions he made specifically with Andrew, with Andrew Kopp and, you know, just such a, and, and we like the Rangers team last year. I didn't like the Rangers team going into the playoffs this year. And I, and I go back and, you know, managers are sharp and, 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 you know, they make good moves and sometimes they make moves that make you scratch your head. And, and Dean Lombardi in 2012 realized we need more scoring. They went and traded for Jeff Carter. It's exactly what they needed. They win the cup in 2014. Guess what? They needed scoring. He goes and gets Marion Gabbard and they win the cup 2016. They needed more scoring and they go and get Ben Bishop. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, like, seriously, Ben Bishop, like it made no sense. Now, Patrick Kane is, is one of the, is automatic hall of fame, first ballot, arguably the greatest American player that's ever played. You, you, you can make that argument. So it's not about, he wasn't the right player for the New York Rangers. He wasn't what they needed. So sometimes you get caught up. Okay. Yeah, this is where, and this is where your coach. Okay. Where are we going to play him? We got Tarasenko. We need to play him here. We need to play Kane there. So I think that that's something where the manager has to evaluate. Okay, maybe it wasn't the right move. Number two, if you want to give the kid line, they're all drafted, first rounders. Here's what I would do I would go into next year and I would say, we're taking the first 25, 27 games, which is a third of the season, and we are going to give them more opportunity to show us what they have. We're going to leave ourselves some cap space. We're going to work. We think we have a good enough team with our defense because their defense is excellent. They got six defenses that are, to me, top-notch. I got no problem with their blue line. Their goaltender is great. They still have Panarin. They still have Zabanaja. They still have a lot of good players. I would take those guys and push them up. You're going to – and we're going to evaluate and give, give, give them the proper opportunity. We're not going to block them. I'm not suggesting they were blocked. And then that's what I'm going to do right there, right? And then third – you know what? You brought in Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant is a good coach. And you, you can jettison a coach just because he didn't have success. I don't think that jettisoning Gerard Gallant is the right move. I think you you go through the next stages of where they're at. He's not the one that said we're going to acquire. That's, that's still a talented team. That's still a team. I think they need some, they need some uh, I, I guess, some renovating. But if you if you spend your budget like by, by vacationing on the French Riviera, and then you got to renovate your home, and you, you go well, we don't have any money. Well, you didn't need to go to the French Riviera. The New York Rangers went to the French Riviera. <laughs> That's what I would do with the three kids. That's a and I call. I mean, I signed Heedle long term. You know, Lafreniere first overall, Kako second. That's what I would do. And I would hey, here's what we're gonna do. Gerard's our coach, and I would I would I would go right there right now. Well, they can do that. They don't bring back Tarasenko and Kane. They can go Kreider with Zabanajad and Panarin, move Kreider over, play the kids in the, you know, second line spot, yep. and Trocek's the third line center. And then you go, and then you'll know what you know. And then that'll be a perfect way to say these guys can't do it or they can, but you got to give them that opportunity, which is great. Uh, my final thoughts on Patrice Bergeron, what I saw at the end of that game, seven, was tears and a probable goodbye. I hope he comes back. We love him. Even his enemies, if he has any, love him as well. The Bruins wasted 65 wins and 135 points. If he's gone, if Krejci's gone, 
Then there's renovations that are going to happen in Boston. Maybe they bring the band back for one more go. But what happens with Bertuzzi? Can Coyle move up with these guys? I'm not, I'm not too sure. But it was going too well. It was going too well for it for 10 this early with Boston. And if it is the last game for Patrice Bergeron, I just say thanks to what he did with the Bruins, what he did internationally, of course, with Team Canada. What a class act. And then in three years, Mr. Button, he'll go into the Hall of Fame. Well, here's my third flashback of the day. (laughs) 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 Because because I think Patrice, I don't think, I think he definitely fits in him. It would have been nice to see him go out on top with a with with a championship, and certainly uh, people felt that the Boston Bruins were well positioned. I'm going back to 1989. Two players, captains of the respective teams, faced off in the Stanley Cup final. They were drafted in 1973. Lanny McDonald and Bob Gainey. Lanny McDonald in his last game got to hoist the Stanley Cup. Bob Gainey in his last game uh, did not win. And talking to both of them, Lanny knew it was the end. Bob said it was time. And, you know, because I think, you know, listening to Bob uh, Gainey talk about it, he said, you always want to be on top of your game. And those guys play at such a high level that they also know when they can't play at that level anymore. And I sense that that's where Patrice, even though he's a finalist for the Sunkey Trophy for the 12th consecutive season, which tells you he's not lost his game. But it's not about losing your game. It's about how you feel about your game. And do you feel you can do that again? Nick Lichstrom retired at the top of his game. It was during the lockout. Nick could have played again, but he knew that he said preparing to play again takes a lot of effort physically and mentally. And I think that's where you look at the end uh, of, of that series and you look at Patrice Bergeron. Sometimes we can look and go, yeah, but it feels, I'm with you. It feels like he came back this year as the swan song and now it's, he, he, he might be. And you're right. Three years, he's an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. Played three games in the series, and they lost them all, and he was minus six, and his goal was on the power play, a deflection. That 89 final was the last All-Canadian final. Uh, we thought we could have another one this year. Those teams have a lot of work to do if the Oilers and Leafs are going to meet sometime in the middle of June. The next time we meet, it'll be into next week as session 136 is over. For producer Bruce Bolton, for Mr. Craig Button, who we'll see face-to-face next week, I'm Steve Coolius. Enjoy the weekend. We do have a Saturday night game that can't be erased by the Kentucky Derby, TNT, or ESPN. So thankfully, that Oiler game was moved to 7 p.m. Enjoy the hockey, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.